How's it going, everybody? Welcome to Just Nobody's Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan. And I'm your host, Daniel. And today we're doing a podcast. Woo! If you're new to the channel, please hit the subscribe button and also hit the like button. If this video gets 3,000 likes, we're going to be giving away one of these hot toys to you guys. They're Marvel, they're DC, there's all kinds of hot toys. So make sure you guys comment something that you guys want us to talk about next week or something that you like about the show so that we know you want to enter into the giveaway. Also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys see throughout this video, we took you guys' suggestions from last week and we're talking about it this week. So let's get into the podcast. It's so funny. I saw this video this week of this family. Okay, so this family, whenever they, there's like three or four siblings, whenever they get in an argument, the dad, the way he resolves it, uh-huh. okay, is he has them all hold hands and they wa- they're watching TV, right? And yeah. I was like, what are they watching? Right. And they start singing. And what he does is he makes them watch Barney and uh-huh. sing, I love you, you love me. <gasps> And that's all they they just do that. And they're just you could tell they're so upset at Are each you other, serious? right? But they just that's his way of resolving um an argument. <laughs> I thought it was really funny because it, one it, it's really embarrassing, right? Yeah. And two, you see how they slowly start getting into the song like I love you, you know what I mean? Yeah. So they have to stand there as their punishment, hold hands and sing that together. And the the dad posted it on TikTok. <laughs> that's so mean. No, I know. I was like Dude, they're going to hate you in like five years from now when they see this. It has like millions of views, you know? Yeah. Oh, my God. I just wonder what is – I wonder how effective that is because it is interesting how Barney is known for like teaching kids, you know, conflict resolution, yeah. loving your neighbors, you know what I mean? Like being good, yeah, yeah, being yeah. a good community. So I just wonder how effective it will be. I mean, you got to think just from pure embarrassment, they wouldn't want to get in trouble again. <laughs> It's or like, fun. was it argument? They, when they or argue? you can tell that some of the siblings got in an argument, and uh-huh. the dad's like, okay, you know what we got to do? We got to <laughs> line up and watch Barney. Oh, my gosh. I feel like embarrassment is such a good teacher. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, that's why, like, even in the military, right? Uh-huh. Like, any kind of way, any kind of, like, structured organization, right? It's always, like, the way you punish people to make them remember is just embarrassing them. <laughs> so they, they don't make the same mistake again. Yeah. Gosh, that's so... That's so rough. But another thing I saw this week, I saw this video of a cow drinking milk from, you know, his mom. Yeah. And I didn't know this. When you see the calf wanting more milk, uh-huh. what he or she will do is he will he will headbutt the mom. What? Utter, like hard. Like he jumps up there. Like, like ram it? Ram it. And that's how it gets more milk comes out. <laughs> you like how sometimes when we're like, when you're drinking out of like a, drink with a straw and you're trying yeah. to like suck up the last bit of it their way of sucking up the last bit of it is just headbutting the mom so they just go up to the mom and just just like jab it no it's like full force you know like load up then jump towards the udder and slam right into it so it's not like like a like a nudge it's like a full-on like like a, if like a ram was ramming into something yeah what the heck i read this thing yesterday or two days ago uh-huh. about dr seuss and we all know Dr. Seuss has been canceled for his right? – it's like oh, racist yeah, or something, right? Yeah, he has like something yeah. going on. But apparently this kind of just proves that he's kind of a toxic person. Okay. His wife had cancer for 13 years. Uh-huh. So while he, his wife was dying of cancer, he was cheating on his wife. What? And when she died, he married the mistress oh my that he was having gosh. an affair with. Are you serious? Yeah. So, I mean, I mean, he's a really bad person. Yeah, what is that? Are you kidding? That's crazy. Well, it's just really sad. I mean, I don't, I don't know what I'll, I was trying to get at, but for that, everyone that's read, you know, one fish, two fish, whatever this story is. Yeah. <laughs> oh my, it's so crazy when you, when you're saying the, the cow thing. I just thought about. Have you ever seen giraffes fight? Yeah, how they don't they headbutt each other? They just like they swing their neck and they hit each other with their heads. Yeah, it looks like that. That's what that's what they do. Well, no, I the mean, calves like hit them like that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my gosh! Um, I saw this clip too of this guy. It, I think it was like in Colorado or something. The winter is very cold. It right, snows, right, right. right? And this guy, like everyone, you know, for the most part, shovels the snow. Right? Yeah, will scrape it up or whatever they have to do to remove the snow to be able to, you know, walk out of their house and get right. in the car. But what this guy does is apparently he's like ex-military or something because he has a flamethrower, <laughs> and he like walks out his front door. It uses his like flamethrower to burn all the snow and melt it, right? So you can see like <laughs> how he's trying to clear his path, and he's just like melting all the snow. <laughs> and I was like, dude, that is smart. 
that's so funny that he just has a flamethrower laying around, you know? And it's probably, like, that's, like, the only time of year he probably uses it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, of all things to use it for, yeah, melt snow, man. Do it. Do your thing. I wonder what his neighbors think. They probably think, like, dude, what is wrong with this guy? Yeah. I mean, everyone's out there shoveling snow, and they just look across the street like, oh, there's Johnny with his flamethrower. <laughs> Gosh, I saw this other crazy video this week. So I want to say it wasn't Hawaii. It was like, gosh, I'm not really sure what ocean this was, like where it was by. But um, I'm assuming it's the Pacific Ocean. Okay, yeah, yeah. Uh, These guys were like on like a paddle boat or something. And all of a sudden, like this whale swallows them. What? Yeah, it's caught on camera. Like They caught it on camera? Yeah, of this whale. It literally, you see like, it was just like straight out of a movie. You see them just relaxing on this like little paddle boat or yeah, whatever. Yeah. And the whale just comes from underneath them, opens up the mouth, and just swallows them. Are you serious? I don't know what happens after they enter the mouth. Right. But like. <laughs> well, they're. No. How do you make it out of that? I don't know. Maybe you can like tickle its roof with its mouth or something. <laughs> you know, like, you know, the movies like Nemo. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I, I would love to hear the update on, you know, what yeah. happened. If they got out or did they, you know, maybe they got shot through the blowhole. I, <laughs> I have a question. Okay. And I, everyone, feel free to participate on this because I feel like this is something that needs to be talked about. When you look at, like, food items, right, we all, okay. we all have, like, a favorite food item. But yeah. we also have some things that we don't really like. And then there's people out there that say, like, how could you not like that? Everyone right. likes that. Right, right. So, in your opinion, what is the most overrated food item? Tomatoes. Tomatoes? I hate tomatoes. Okay, I don't like tomatoes either, but I don't think... Oh, I guess it's not overrated. Sorry, no. that's just, like, the first thing that came to my mind when you said you don't like. Overrated food. I know for me, like, when you look at... Everyone talks about, like, pineapple on pizza. You don't like pineapple I hate on pineapple pizza? on pizza. <gasps> that is so overrated to me. Like... Think about this. If you just want some sweet, yeah. you know, something sweet, dude, just, you know, I don't know. like. But it's like it's like the sweet and savory, like the sweetness and then the saltiness from the ham. It's like that kind of thing. I don't really taste. Okay, well, I just taste mostly the, the pineapple, and I just yeah. think it's too much. Oh. Just like pineapples on burgers. Uh-huh. When, they, when they say, like, the Hawaiian burger or, like, yeah. the teriyaki burger, yeah, yeah. why you got to throw a pineapple in there for that is true. What like what is that? What does that have to do with anything? Yeah, like I I don't get that. Why do you always have to pair a pineapple with teriyaki? That's, you know? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're right on that. That's funky. That is weird. But I I like pineapple on pizza. Okay. But well, overrated for me, you know, honestly, this is gonna sound pretty crazy, but sometimes I think McNuggets are kind of overrated. What? I've had some bad experiences with some McNuggets. Like what? Like you ever got like like a bone in it? No, I've had a bone in mine. Oh, that's good to know. Uh, you know what? The, okay, good for you. You know what you just did? Yeah. You proved that there's some real chicken in there. Right, but I don't know if it was a bone. What do you think it was? It was something like it was like this big, and it was very hard. And I remember biting into it, and I was like, "That is not a McNugget." Was it like a? Were you able to spit it out and see what it was, or did you swallow it? No, I spit it out. But it was like this, like little, like black piece. But it had like it felt like a bone because it was so hard, Jeez. and I was able to like bite through it. You know what I mean? Okay. To be fair, I don't think McNuggets are overrated, but I know that I've had pieces of fat in it. There's been times when it was kind of hard piece. I don't know if it was bone, but I've noticed recently, like when I was younger, that would happen a lot. A lot of right. bad pieces. That's what, I, that's what I mean. Yeah, like ten uh, years ago. Yeah. Right? But now, now what? I haven't experienced that. Yeah, I feel like now there's some kind of new mix they got. <laughs> yeah, maybe chicken, it's not chicken anymore. Yeah, chickens are different, built different. <laughs> They're getting pumped with hormones. They're like, I mean, I still eat McNuggets every now and then, but I do think they're like a little bit overhyped. Let's see, overrated for me, I think when you get acai, right? Uh huh. And you got to put the fruits on it, like on top. What? You got Putting the f- you got what? No, no, listen to me. Okay. You have the whole blend, <laughs> yeah. right? That's filled with fruits. Okay. It's like a whole mixture of blended fruits. Yeah. Let's just take it easy and not, you know, <laughs> put so much fruits on top. But what are they Okay. What are they blending then? Are they just It's like mostly acai, right? Yeah. And they're putting like maybe like strawberries and bananas. 
and blueberries. Yeah, but I mean, there's isn't there like a lot of stuff in that mixture? I don't think so. I don't know. Okay, just to be clear, maybe it's just overrated to me just because I don't like certain textures. Okay, there's certain fruits that I just can't eat. Like, this is gonna sound so bad. (laughs) For the longest time, I couldn't eat strawberries. I don't know what it was. Something about the outside was like furry and like little like you know, yeah, little nubs on it and stuff. Uh. I couldn't do grapes because, like, the covering of the grape, like, the outside, the outer shell of it, uh-huh. it was just kind of icky. And, like, the inside is uh, <laughs> very, like, gushy, but it's not. You You're know, a real texture person. That's why. You already got so much fruit in there blended in the blend, you know? Then you got to put more fruit on top of it. Why don't you just add something else? Like, at, you know. When... But, like, see, I, I put kiwis on mine. They don't blend kiwis in the mix. You sure? Yeah. I'm I'm almost positive they don't put kiwis in the mix. Okay. Well, and I, like lychee, like they don't put lychee in there. Is it lychee or is it lychee? See, that's a that's a that's a big debate. Some I I switch it up. I'm fake about that. I do lychee lychee, either one. <laughs> what do what, what do you do? Lychee, really? Yeah. I what? I don't know what the right one is. Well, in my eyes, lychee sounds like you got it's like L E E. Like lychee or L I, but like when I see the it's L Y right? Yeah, lie. Lychee. Yeah. That's true. Comment yeah. how you guys say. It. I don't know. Gosh, there's some crazy news this week. Henry Cavill and Gal Gadot and Ben Affleck. Uh-huh. Apparently, they they got on a Zoom call together and they had a meeting, and they are threatening. They're like they're all agreeing that they're gonna sue Warner Brothers. What? Because you know, like how they they sign these long contracts with DC to do the DC movies. Uh huh. But after, you know, Justice League, there was a long time where they're just sitting around, you know, waiting for the movies to come out. Yeah. And nothing was happening. So what they're, I think they're suing for is that since they were just waiting around, not getting any work, Uh it hurt their career because they could have been doing other jobs during this time. Oh, that is true. So I believe that they're going to come and sue, the three of them are going to sue them, sue Warner Brothers. Wow. But what's so interesting to me about this, we look at the Amber Heard and Johnny Depp trial. Uh-huh. It was so like publicly televised yeah. and everyone was involved that social media gets behind it. Everyone's like, we're, we're for Team Johnny, right? Right. And we're like, for Team Camilla, like the lawyer. And what I could see happening, right? If they do that for this, oh everyone's going to be on Henry Cavill's side. Oh, everyone's yeah. going to be on the, you know, the three of the stars. Right. They hate Warner Brothers right now. Because they're like the big three. Yeah. But they're like the big three of the DC <laughs> Universe. No, for sure. It's just unfortunate how screwed they got. But I just could see it now. If they do a public trial, yeah. they are going to wreck Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers just better pay them whatever they got to pay them. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. No, I know. It's not going to be good. There's, I could see the, the, the fan edits now, right? Yeah. Can you imagine all three of them sitting in court together if that even happens? The three of them, like how iconic that would be? <laughs> I mean... <laughs> That's the movie we all want now. Yeah. Because once you kick them out of their roles as like Superman, Wonder Woman, Batman, right. they're like, you know what? We could be real superheroes. <laughs> We're going to take down DC. We're going to take down the thing we started. But, oh, my gosh. Yeah, I just thought that was really interesting. So they got on a Zoom together and just like, hey, it's time. We're suing. Yeah, bat- Ben Affleck you know, shot his bat signal in the sky. <laughs> That's crazy. Yeah, it was also interesting, too. I saw this thing about how um, Deadpool 3 uh-huh. could take place before Logan. Yes. And what's so interesting about that is James Mangold, who's the director of Logan, he is also directing Indiana Jones 5. Uh-huh. He was like saying like how he saw what Deadpool's going to do, Deadpool 3, uh-huh. and how they're going to work the story. And he's yeah. like really like he gives his stamp of approval, which is really good because he really cared a lot about the Logan movie. Right. And I'm really excited. I feel like there is something special they're working on, and yeah. I think they can make the story make sense. And I think on SiriusXM, Hugh Jackman did an interview, and I, I, he pretty much confirmed your theory about the time travel thing. With the de- is it the device from? We Deadpool don't know two, how. Or? He didn't say that specifically, but he did say he mentioned time travel and like timelines. Okay, so that's so interesting because if you look at. Miss, the whole Miss Minutes thing, remember we talked about a while back? Yeah. Like, the TVA is involved. Yes. So I just wonder how they're going to do time travel mixed with the TVA. Yeah, it's probably going to be... Like, can you? Yeah, you can, huh? TVA uses time. Yeah, but they time variance authority. It makes sense because 
different timelines is basically almost could be different universes in a way if you yeah. think about it because it's like basically different outcomes right wolverine he's back deadpool's back i just wonder how many cameos Deadpool's they're actually gonna back. be you know because we had that thing of him cleaning up the timeline so are they gonna go around cleaning up the timeline together yeah maybe and i mean hugh jackman also said that wolverine and deadpool hate each other in the movie they hate each other. That's amazing that Deadpool hates Wolverine because it seems like Deadpool really likes Wolverine. Like yeah. he's like a fanboy, right? Throughout the two movies that he's been in, I don't know. Hugh Jackman said he's probably gonna punch him in the head a lot. That's what he said. <laughs> punch Deadpool, Deadpool with his his claws? Maybe. I saw this clip this week. This is what's so weird. I don't even. I don't even know if I'm allowed to show this on YouTube. This is like. What? So like for everyone that's listening, you'll you guys can just come to the YouTube if you want to watch the video clip, but. I don't know what happened. This okay. lady walks into this store, okay, this market. Yeah. And I, I have the footage, but I'll just <laughs> flash on the screen or something. But she walks into the store, and she's in a hurry. And all of a sudden, um, there's another guy in the store, I believe, and she runs right by him. But on the security footage, you see that something comes out of her, like, pants or her shorts, right? What? And she, like, literally pooped on the ground. What? And then the guy, like, steps on it. No! Yeah. So she's just walking along and just drops a deuce while walking, like, in the store. Yeah. How do you even do that? How do you do that? Well. No, like, physically, poop. how do you do that? You're wa- if, if someone tells you, like, I'll give you a million dollars if you can poop while walking, would you be able to do that? I feel like I would not be able to do that. To be fair? Yeah. I really think I could do that. <laughs> I really think I could. Are you serious? Yeah. I don't think I could. Well, that's you. But, you, okay. <laughs> I mean, you got to think about okay. that. You're going, you have to poop while you're walking. You want to tell you a story? <laughs> oh, no. Did you do that? Okay, so like when I was in the fourth grade. No. Fourth grade? Are you serious? I think so. So what happened? Okay, this is what happened. I was supposed to go on a field trip. Okay. I was running late to school. Yeah. So... Dad dropped me off at like the valet line, and obviously no one's there because everyone's in school. It's right. Started la- I started right. late. I mean, I got there late, and I walk into campus, and I need to use the restroom so bad. But I'm in a dilemma here because I know that I'm already late to class, right? Yeah. So I'm like, gosh, you got to get to class. Right? It might look bad <laughs> if you go to the bathroom. You have a field trip to go to, right? Uh-huh. It's like I knew that I'd have to get to the class to check in because we have a field trip. We're leaving. Right. right. As I'm walking, <laughs> as I'm walking, right? I'm just trying to relieve any kind of pressure out of my stomach, right? Oh, no. So, as, to, one, as one does, right, you, you just, like, let out some gas, right? Yeah. Because you just say, like, oh, you know, like, you're just, like, you just got to let it out because yeah. if you don't, you're just going to be hurting. You, your stomach's going to be making sounds. And I was like, I'm going to be sitting on the bus. I want to be making those sounds <laughs> yeah, on yeah, the bus. Yeah. And sure enough, just along with the gas came some other things that shot out. <laughs> And I was like, no way. Because no way. <laughs> what's so bad is two weeks before this happened, or like maybe a couple weeks, a month ago, month before this happened, okay. there was this kid that sat in front of me, uh-huh. and he peed in his chair in class. What? He in the, peed in, in the fourth grade? In the fourth grade, he peed on his chair and sat there. Oh, my God. And just peed, right? And I, I mean, the kid's a... a like really nice kid. Yeah. Like I I don't know where he is now. Right. But like I I know his name. I don't want to say it. But yeah. I'll, I'll never forget this. He peed in his chair. Okay. And in this chair was a puddle. I'm not even exaggerating. I don't know how this happened. But well, it, he just peed in his chair. That's no, 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 no. Yeah, yeah. The chair, the way it was shaped, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a. It's, it's like, like an indent, right? Right. So it's like a bowl of cereal, right? <laughs> so when he peed in there, it just like filled the bowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. And you know what? I have to blame the teacher, I think, to a certain degree. Yeah. Because obviously the kid felt that he couldn't ask because I think she was really strict about having us use the restroom. Like, I hate that. Yeah. She was very, like, against, like, oh, you guys, if you're on your lunch, yeah. right, you better do your business then. Right. You better not come in, right, and use, have to use the restroom. I hate that rule. But when you look back, if a kid's got to go. You got to go. Because sometimes we all have been there where you go and you're like, maybe you didn't get all of you know what you had to do <laughs> right, right 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 so you gotta go back yeah so anyways 
I ended up pooping my pants. Yeah. Right. And then I'm like, dude, what do I do? Right. Because yeah. I'm like running late. I'm like, like, what am I gonna do? I'm running late. I can already see. I'll never forget this. I I have the bathroom to my left. Right. Like straight. You know, off to the side. Yeah. It's about like thirty feet in front of me. And then I look out of the corner of my right eye, and I see, like, the class already leaving the classroom, like, to line up outside, like, to oh, do, like, because we, the bus? Yeah, because we would hang up our backpacks on the outside of the classroom. So they were all, you know, getting out to grab their backpacks. And I need to figure out what I'm going to do, because, you know, I got to clean. <laughs> you got to clean yourself up. Yeah. <laughs> so what am I going to do? Right. And it's so embarrassing, because, like, you know, fourth grade, you're kind of old. Like, dude, I don't know what <laughs> happened. I, I'll never, you know, I told myself that. I was like, dude. What just happened? Yeah. Like, are you sick? Like, I thought I was, like, sick. Like, I was like, dude. Like, like you had, like, the stomach flu or something. Or, yeah. Yeah. I was like, dude, what's wrong with you? Like, how do you not really, like, hold that, you know? So then I go to the bathroom, and I'm like, I'm like, this is what's so bad. Okay. I was like, I don't want to throw away my, my underwear or my boxers or whatever, right? Because uh-huh. I'm like, dude, that's, like, a waste. Did you do what I think you did? So I... I go to the sink and I clean off the <laughs> What? I was not expecting that. I was not expecting that. What? I clean it off, okay. right? And then I'm like, I'm like, oh, shoot. Like, I have to dry these off, right? And I don't yeah. know if you remember, but our school we went to, they didn't have paper towel. They only had the things where oh, you, the, put, your, you put your hands dry. in and it, you know, yeah. dries your hands. Right, right, right. So I'm putting my <laughs> in there trying to have it dry off. And I I should have just gone commando, right? Should have just <laughs> yeah. Went you should just throw the underwear away. <laughs> but what did I do? I just cleaned it off and put it back on and just won that field trip. Okay, at least you cleaned it. That's better. What I thought you did was you just cleaned yourself up and you turned them inside out. That's uh, what I thought you were gonna do. No. But at least you cleaned it. That's good. <laughs> <laughs> but so that's funny. what happened. But uh, that just shows you how I knew I do know how you could accidentally do that. It's just. You know, the body gets moving, the metabolism's moving, you know, <laughs> things start flowing. Gosh, I remember in elementary school, man, there was some, like, crazy accidents, like, crazy kids. I remember one time this girl was really sick. Really sick. I don't even know why she came to school. Uh-huh, with, like, coughing and stuff? Well, or? like, like stomach flu, like, she had to throw up. And I'm her seat partner. And then uh, she throws up sitting next to me, right, on her desk. But it's also my desk. Okay, so then I kind of, like, what? back up. Uh-huh. Yeah. And then she's, like, in the middle of saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And that's exactly what happened. She goes, I'm sorry. <laughs> okay. <she> starts... okay. <laughs> <laughs> I just felt so bad for her. She's like, no, I'm really, really, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Dang. Do you still know her? No. But I think, no, I only, I only went to school with her in elementary school. Well, maybe she's watching this now or listening maybe, to this. Maybe. Okay, so now I think it's time for verses. Now, this week, I thought we should do food items. Not, not food restaurants, food items. So the first one is Pop-Tarts versus Toaster Strudels. I mean, I, I honestly, growing up, I don't know what it was. I always wanted Toaster, strudel, toaster Strudels. Yeah. But I just, we never got that. We'd always get Pop-Tarts. So I think by default, I would have to go with Pop-Tarts. But, you know, there's only certain flavors of Pop-Tarts that I like. But which I think over... Which one's your favorite? The brown sugar. Oh, that one is good. What, do you like strawberry? Why'd you go to that one? Why was that your guess? I, I want to like, know why that was your guess. I just feel like that's something you'd like. <laughs> I like the s'mores one. Really? Yeah, the s'mores one is good. It's got, like, chocolate and, like, the marshmallow Yeah, I understand spread. how s'mores work. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, I feel like... Overall, though, I think Pop-Tarts, it's more satisfying, I think. I just never really grew up eating toaster strudel. Yeah. But toaster strudels were more work because you put them in the toaster, and then you have to put the frosting on it. Right, whereas Pop-Tarts, it's already on there. Yeah, and you it, just stick. Have you ever freeze, like, put them in the freezer? Put Pop-Tarts, Pop-Tarts in the freezer? No. Oh, my gosh. My friend showed me this, like, last year or two years ago. It is game-changing. What does it taste like? Candy it's, bar? Kind of, yeah. So is the— It the, almost tastes like an ice cream bar. So the frosting in the middle is kind of like a, a cream yeah. kind of. Oh. It's pretty good. That sounds good. Yeah. Comment if you guys have tried that. Like, let us know. I mean, I've never heard of that. It's, I've never heard about putting Pop-Tarts in freezers. It is game-changing. I thought it was game-changing just to eat it, not toast it. 
You know, like oh yeah, yeah. you could just eat those things out of the package. You know. <laughs> okay, so the next one, deep dish pizza versus thin crust pizza. Okay, in L.A. Yeah. where we live, there's not much deep dish. No. So growing up, Domino's, Pizza Hut, and we have very like you know like basic pizza right, places right. around here. It was always thin crust, so yeah, I would go thin crust. I do like the thicker slices though. Like when we when we are able to get the thicker slices, I like the thicker slices better. I disagree. I the reason why I don't like thicker slices is one time I did a video where I ordered pizza that was flown in from Chicago. Oh, uh-huh. so Chicago deep dish. Yeah, but. It's so rich and so oily, uh-huh. it just upset my stomach so bad. Ooh. Yikes. Yep, not good. <laughs> Moving on. Okay. Chick-fil-A nuggets okay. versus McNuggets. Chick-fil-A nuggets versus McNuggets. Yes. Guilty pleasure. I feel like I definitely want the McNuggets from Chick- I mean, from McDonald's. Uh-huh. Like, honestly, like if I had my choice, I think I would go with McDonald's. Really? I don't know why I just said that. Wow. I mean, I know Chick-fil-A is known for their nuggets, but I just think, like, there's something about McDonald's nuggets I feel like I can eat all the time, but Chick-fil-A nuggets, there's something about it where I feel like I can't eat it all the time. That's how you know there's something they put in there. Yeah. That's how you know. McDonald's they, they chicken nuggets. They want to keep coming back. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Got some special sauce in there or something. Gosh. I definitely go with Chick-fil-A. Wow. I, I mean, I mean you got you to gotta think. Chick-fil-A sauces are so good, too. Like yeah, we're so not many talking good about sauces. the sauces, though. Okay, that's true. That's true. But you eat your nuggets with the sauce. No, no, no. no. I'm talking... I honestly think if you add the sauce, though, it changes... So you're going naked nugget. Yeah, naked nugget, I would go McDonald's. Wow. I think I'd still go Chick-fil-A. Really? Yeah. I just feel like there's... there's it's just more real. <laughs> it's more real. Well, I agree, but I just think McDonald's, McNuggets, whatever that you want to call it, it's good. Okay, so A&W Root Beer... Okay. Versus Barks root beer. Now, Barks is the one in the silver can. Barks is the one with the dog? No, that's Mug. Barks is the one. It's, it's like a straight up, almost like all silver can. Okay. Versus A&W. A&W is like the known, you know, like. Okay. I think the silver can I like better. Really? I think I like the silver can better. I'll tell you why. A- A&W. Uh-huh. There's something about it that just tastes like really like. Like medicinal taste? Sure. And it makes me feel, it just makes my stomach feel weird. Mm-hmm. There's something about A&W only uh-huh. that does that to me. Where I could eat, I could drink the mug one. I could drink the silver can one. Yeah. No problem. Wow. Yeah. That's kind of weird. Le- okay. I am not the only one. There's got to be people out there that totally agree that A&W, you know, the, can- the bottle, plastic bottle that looks like a beer bottle. Yeah. You guys all know that <laughs> there's maybe it's the way the bottle's designed. There's uh-huh. too much like pressure at the top or something i don't know just <laughs> screws up my stomach wow gosh i don't even know what i would go with but i do like barks i do feel like i drink more barks than i do a and w okay on to the next one costco pizza versus costco chicken bake that's uh, so easy really it's so I, easy yeah i think i know what you're going with for sure that that is not even that i mean if anybody oh I, I just feel like that's overrated. Chicken bake from Costco is overrated. Really? Yeah, that is nasty. I There's like some it. bad pieces of chicken in there. Okay, that's true. I've had, had some bad pieces so of chicken. So just to answer your question, though, Costco pizza, I would take over chicken bake all day, every yeah. day, every day of the week. <laughs> Even if I'm sick of pizza, I'll still take the pizza over the chicken bake. Gosh, I feel like you would never get sick of pizza. I mean, I, I don't think I'll ever get sick of pizza either. No, I, I, there's been times where I got sick of pizza. Really? Dude, it's so oily. Well, you just dab it off the napkin. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> okay, Kraft mac and cheese versus Velveeta. Kraft mac and cheese, easy. Really? A lot yeah. of people say Velveeta just because they like the quality of the cheese and it's more cheesy. I don't know. I just think if, you're, if you could tell me right now like, yeah. that we're going to make Kraft mac and cheese but using milk as the base instead of water, uh-huh. 100% Kraft mac and cheese. Wow. I think I agree, too. Because that's only because I've eaten more Kraft than I have Velveeta. Well, I've eaten Velveeta, uh-huh. right? But I think Kraft, there's something about the way the noodles are shaped. There's, it's like the perfect consistency mm. of the cheese. Very well balanced. I mean, just like I do like those little like to-go cups. Oh, you're eating the, the Velveeta. Or no, the, Kraft has Oh, Kraft. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, McNuggets again. Okay. Versus Cane's. Nuggets versus Cane's. Yeah. We're just talking Cane's chicken, right? Just the chicken. No sauce. McNuggets. 
Yeah, Dude, I, I Kane's think Kane's chicken is just yeah. all right. Yeah. You know what makes Kane's better? That's overrated. Kane's is overrated. Okay. That's overrated for me. I agree that the chicken could be overrated, but the, you know, the Texas, Texas toast, toast the, the coleslaw, the sauce. I mean, that part of the experience is really good that yeah. I think makes it raising Kane's really good. The chicken is just meh. Yeah. Okay. I think this is just, just the big one we have to answer In and Out versus Shake Shack. In and Out versus Shake Shack. Just the standard burger. Just a regular cheeseburger. Regular cheeseburger. I almost feel like we've done this one. Have we done this one? No, I don't think we have, actually. But you were but just, talking... Just burger. Just burger this time. No fries, no nothing. Just burger. Which is like the same thing. I don't, I don't, I don't remember what I said, but I think I would go in and out Yeah. I would go in and out too. To be fair, though, to Shake Shack, I've only had Shake Shack with a gluten-free bun, and oh. it's not good. Okay, let me tell you guys something. You know, it's all good about being gluten-free and, like, you know, not eating that gluten, but <laughs> don't, don't do Shake Shack gluten bun. <laughs> That's, like, some, like, some cardboard. Oh, you know what else you shouldn't do gluten-free? Jersey Mike's. Really? Jersey Mike's is horrible gluten-free. The bread? The bread is horrible. Is it flaky? and It's like, like where you, like, you almost feel like you just touch it and it'll just crumble. You know Ooh, what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's just, like, little pieces. Just all oh, fall apart. That doesn't make me feel good. That's yeah. like, uh, like when you said that right now, it just hurt my stomach. <laughs> oh, that's disgusting. I would say in and out wins just because, to be honest, if you want to try to eat healthy, just get the protein style. So thank you for watching Versus. <laughs> but now, okay, we're going into two-sentence stories. Oh, gosh. It's, what's funny about these is like it's not only just like a story, but it's actually like a riddle. So this is the first one. Okay. The principal of my son's school called me at work today to tell me my son pushed another kid while on a school field trip. I initially thought that this hardly warranted a phone call until I remembered that the field trip was at the Grand Canyon. <sighs> so what, the kid got pushed off? He his son might have pushed the kid over. Oh over my gosh. Okay, next one. After giving birth, I asked when the young redhead nurse will be back with my baby. The other nurse came in my room and said, there's no redhead nurse that works here. <laughs> That's so screwed up. That's why, sad. Why they gotta? Why do they gotta bring the red hair into the mix? Like, why can't they just be like, I don't know. <laughs> I guess yeah, you gotta describe the nurse somehow. So a teacher called me and said, "Your wife picked up your kids half an hour ago, sir." I rushed out so fast I didn't tell the school that I didn't have a wife, and I began to cry as I realized I was finally free from those filthy animals. What? Isn't that creepy? Ew. That's wrong. Dude, when you're doing that thing with your eyes too, just now, like, looking at me, I'm like, oh my gosh, that's really <laughs> scary. <laughs> Do you get that one, though? So the kids got abducted by a stranger, yeah. and the dad's happy that he got rid of yeah. them. Yeah. This, this one's, like, a very fictional one, okay? Okay. Not like the other ones weren't. <laughs> so Pinocchio sat on the couch and said, finally, I have the house to myself. And as he sat there, he saw his nose begin to grow. So someone was in there. Yeah, and he doesn't know who. Maybe it's Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> he's little. He wouldn't, he wouldn't know. Maybe he's in the living room or something. So it starts off with a quote. Thanks for the gold, kind stranger, I said as I slowly ripped out his dental implant. What? Say that again? Okay. I said, thanks for the gold, kind stranger, oh, as I it. slowly ripped out his dental implant. Oh, so he's ripping out his teeth to his get gold the gold. tooth, yeah. And that's it. For two sentence stories. Those are pretty mind bending. I is. have to say. It's amazing what you could do in two sentences. I like those a lot. I said this last week, but it really makes you use your imagination. You can really like see it. Like you see yeah. these evil situations. Okay, so you know how parents always tell you to never crack your knuckles because it's bad for you? Yeah. So one guy just proved everyone wrong because there have been multiple studies saying that when you crack your knuckles, it's going to hurt you in the future and give you arthritis. But this one guy named Dr. Donald Unger said that his mom always got mad at him when he was younger for cracking his knuckles. So he wanted to prove her wrong. So what he did was he cracked his knuckles every day only on his left hand for 60 years straight. And on his right hand, he never cracked his knuckles for 60 years. He actually committed to doing this for 60 years. Yeah, and after those 60 years, they tested his hands and they found no difference in his hands. They found the left one was just as healthy as the right one. So there was no arthritis. So all this time when parents say like, don't crack your knuckles, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. According see, to this guy. I know like Leia yeah. likes to crack her knuckles a lot. Uh -huh. So I guess we'll see. I don't crack my knuckles at all. Yeah. I feel like it's not even cracking your knuckles. It's a lot of other things you do in your life. 
like if you work with your hands a lot more, I feel like you have more of a chance to get arthritis. Yeah, I almost feel like cracking your knuckles is almost like a drug. Because I notice, like, people that, you know, do it once, yeah, they continue to do it. And Leia does it a lot. So I think it's one of those things where once you become accustomed to doing it, you naturally have to keep doing it. I don't know if there's what you feel after you crack it. <laughs> yeah. Because obviously there must be some kind of benefit for people to do it. I, I think it's just like, what I think scientifically or something, I read this somewhere, that it's just like releasing pressure within your, like, Within the knuckles. So if you look at it that way, that sounds like a good thing. It sounds like a good thing. Seems like whenever you have built up pressure in your body, can't be a good thing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know, though. I guess Leia's going Leia's gonna to figure it out for us. Yeah, Leia could come back to us in 60 years and let us know what, what she <laughs> discovered. Okay, so I saw this crazy thing online to this week. Where was it? When was this? Like three or four days ago. Okay. It's kind of along the lines of things that our parents told us growing up, like uh-huh. talking about like the knuckles and yeah. stuff. But this... Everyone does this. I, I don't know anybody no. that doesn't do this. Are you serious? And this, I mean, this is what's so crazy about this uh-huh. is it's equivalent. Nah, I don't want to say that. Never mind. I'm not going to say equivalent to what. Never mind. Scratch okay. that. Because okay. if I say that, that's probably bad. <laughs> okay. Do you know why flushing the toilet could actually kill you? Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, you know, when you flush the toilet, you assume that everything's leaving your toilet. The waste is going away and you're cleaning your bathroom. But what if I told you that the act of flushing your toilet is actually killing you? I mean, what do you expect? Are we supposed to just leave it sitting in the toilet? Okay. Well, no, but University of Colorado did a study where they got all these high tech cameras these really powerful lasers and they actually found that when you flush a toilet millions of aerosol particles will fill your entire bathroom and this causes disease and bacteria to be floating around your bathroom you inhale it and this could cause a lot of damage to you these aerosol particles can shoot so fast that it will just fill your entire bathroom and get all over your skin so just think about this if you ever flush the toilet while you're still sitting on it it's just shooting right up there wait a second so what do they expect us to do so to save your life and to save everybody's life all you have to do is make sure you close your toilet lid before you flush it so that all all of it just hits the top of the lid. Oh, I guess that would be like the obvious way to fix it, huh? Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. That's crazy. Yeah, if you see this clip, you see how many particles that you can see shooting out of the toilet. Yeah. So just think about, there's probably some things that the camera can't even pick up, uh-huh. and they're spreading all over your bathroom. Oh my gosh. You know what? Okay, you remember you were, ta- you were talking about when you had to use the hand dryer? Yeah. You know, for your underwear? But yes. <laughs> so when you use a hand dryer, they found that the hand dryer actually leaves more bacteria on your hands than if you just shake dry your hands. Wait, why? Because they said like it's blowing all the stuff like within the air dryer just back and forth. So it's oh, just blowing it gosh. back on your hands. You know, I never even thought of that. All so the when, people that went before you, yeah, all their stuff is floating in there. And right. Then shooting so on when your you head. shake dry your hands, you're just using the air that's around you. It's not even like it's blowing all like the germs back and forth. I wonder what is actually better, using a like a paper towel or a hand dryer. Oh yeah, the paper towel things seem kind of dirty too, though. You know? Yeah, because it's just sitting there. Yeah. And you know, like that first one that you always grab. Yeah. That one's been exposed. Yes. Like... And especially with the whole toilet thing, all the toilets flushing in the bathroom, just shooting everywhere. I know. So <laughs> disgusting. Pub- public restrooms don't have covers. They don't have all oh, the toilet seat covers. Yeah. yeah. You're right. They just got the one little seat. Oh my god, I'm never going to public restroom again. Well, it's just constant. Think about this, right? When people are mo- multiple people are flushing while you're in the like bathroom, yeah. it's just pew, 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 you know Okay. I mean? <laughs> disease, 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 disease. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's this crazy theory about cereal boxes. How is there a theory on cereal boxes? Okay, so Cornell University did a study, and you know how on every cereal box they have like a mascot? So like Lucky Charms, Cocoa Puffs, Tricks, they all have a specific character on all their boxes. Right. But if you look at all the cereal boxes of the sugary cereals that are made for kids, all the characters on the boxes are looking down. So the Tricks Rabbit, Tony the Tiger, they're all looking down. So like their eyes are not looking straight. They're just looking kind of at the ground. Right. So the reason they make the characters do this is because they want the characters to make eye contact with the kids walking through the store so they're more inclined to buy it. And that's why on the shelves, the sugary cereals are lower than the adult cereals. They put it lower so that it's easier for the kids to grab it. Right. And you know how Cheerios has the honeybee as their mascot? Yeah. So if you look at a regular box of Cheerios, the honeybee is never on it but if you look at honey nut cheerios the honeybee is on it because it's the sugary one for kids and it's always looking down dude what the heck it's pretty crazy right you know the more i think about it like all like the unhealthy like the the healthy cereals right yeah. that have like no sugar in them and it's always kind of bland right like they're always higher up yeah but when you look in, in the grocery store right lucky charms frosted flakes they're all exactly. that one level and you know like honey bunches is always at the top Raisin brands always at the top. Yeah. Stuff like that. The healthy ones. But see, when they make these boxes, 
they make it seem as the characters are looking at the cereal, but they're actually just looking down. Like they're trying to make it have eye contact. That's what's so scary. Yeah. Why? We're like, we're trying to like push for like, be more healthy, be more healthy. But then they do stuff like that. It's like, yeah, that's like help. a marketing scheme. Ooh. It's pretty crazy though. I comment if you guys, when you go to the grocery store, if you've noticed that, like that the, the all the sugary cereals are easily, easier to grab, yeah. right? They're always on the bottom. Okay. So moving on. I, this is... I'm trying to like figure out how to like connect it to what you just talked about, but <laughs> this is what happens when you eat too much sugar and you it corrupts your brain. <laughs> I'm gonna talk about one of the stupidest people on this planet. <laughs> okay. Do you know the stupidest way someone's tried to rob a bank? No. So back in 1995, there was this guy named MacArthur Wheeler, and he was so obsessed with wanting to rob a bank, but he didn't want to just rob one. He wanted to rob two, back to back. How's he going to pull that off? Okay, so MacArthur knew that he needed to have a disguise, but he didn't want to use a mask. So what he did was he got a bunch of lemon juice, and he put it all over his face. And at the time, lemon juice was known to, like, make invisible ink. So he thought... Like, he had this genius idea that he was going to submerge his face with lemon juice, and it would make his face disappear. Is this a true story? Yeah, so he walks into the bank, right? And he says, like, to the bank teller, give me all your money. The lady starts handing him all the money, right? And as she's doing it, he's like, hey, just so you know, like, don't worry. I actually have a face. I know you can't see it, but don't worry. It's, like, it's there. And the lady didn't know what to say to him. What? Yeah, so within an hour of robbing the bank, he got caught because, like, everyone saw his face, so he was easy to identify. And when the police arrested him, he was, like, all he was saying to the police, was like gosh i even wore the juice what did he expect to happen dude did he really expect he really expected his face to be invisible from lemon juice yeah he was so stupid that psychologists actually wrote a book and studied his brain are you serious yeah are you kidding i just can't believe how stupid he was thinking like he was so set on that i was so like he was so smart he felt and so genius yeah that he was like I'm going to do something that no one else has done. And that's what they were so shocked about is even after they arrested him, yeah. he was so persistent on thinking that he was so smart and he was so depressed that his idea didn't work. Okay, so I saw this crazy thing the other day and this person might have proved that we live in a simulation. Oh, here we go. So there was this girl named Erin Valenti who was on a business trip in California to attend a tech conference and she worked for a big tech company called Tinker Ventures. And that company just endorsed brain interface technology. So it's like when you connect your brain to other devices. Okay. But after one of the conferences, Erin called her parents and her parents said that she was freaking out. She was super flustered and she wasn't making much sense. But the last thing she said was, it's all a game. It's a thought experiment and we're all in the matrix. And then all the calls went to voicemail after that. Wait, what? Yeah, then Aaron went missing for five days until the police found her in the backseat of her car dead. And when they found her, they found no signs of foul play or anything in her system. Who killed her? Okay, this is where it gets really weird. So literally nobody knows how she died, but they did an autopsy and they said she died from natural causes. So it was an acute manic episode. I've never heard of an acute manic episode. What the heck is that? Yeah, so they never specified exactly how she died, but it just so happened that her last words were that we're in a matrix so her last words were we are in a matrix like the matrix the movie like the concept of the matrix yeah saying. she's basically saying we're in a simulation so she says this and then she dies so at this tech conference i wonder what was spoken about do we know that like what exactly was said i don't know that's so weird but in the video i saw they said that police in the area yeah when people were reporting her missing they're like her case isn't a priority because they're saying like Oh, adults go missing all the time. They could have done it on purpose because they don't want to be with a family or something. Her parents were like, what? No, like, go look for my daughter. Yeah. Wait, so they say it's not a priority, but she was found in her car? Yeah. Was she found, like, far away or, like, were we talking, like, right outside the stadium of the tech conference or where was it? I'm not sure. I think it was a few miles away from the conference or something. You would think that that wouldn't be so hard to find if a car is just parked with someone in it. Like, eventually, someone's going to walk like by it and be like, well, I've walked by this car three times, and the person's still laying there, yeah. you know? And according to the video I saw, they said they took blood, and they yeah. found nothing wrong with the blood. So there was no drugs, nothing, no foul play. No. Dude, that's weird. The acute manic episode was, yeah. like, when you get so paranoid and aggressive and freak out. Yeah. I don't quite understand the science behind it where you uh, could die from that. No, I mean, I get someone dying from, like, a heart attack or a stroke. Yeah. But this whole manic episode thing, I've never heard of that. Okay, so there's a crazy thing about Elon Musk. So there's a book that predicted Elon Musk's career. What What book predicted him? Okay, so there's a guy named Dr. Von Braun who was a very smart aerospace engineer and space architect. But in 1953, he wrote a book called The Mars Project. And this book is about like a trip to Mars and what it would be like. And we all know that Elon Musk is trying to get people to live on Mars by 2024. And people think he's so smart, he's not even human. Right, until he like...
like went off the deep end and bought Twitter and ruined it. Right, but all this was predicted 70 years ago. So in the book, The Mars Project, there's a little section that says the Martian government was run by 10 men and the leader of them was called Elon. So in the book, the Martian leader is named Elon. Yeah, so there's a bunch of theories saying that this guy predicted the rise of Elon Musk and that he was going to be the one to bring humans to Mars. And what's even crazier is that Von Braun was also an aerospace engineer and space architect. So he has a lot of knowledge in the same areas that Elon does. So people are saying that this book shows that Elon Musk isn't human. And other people are saying that this book actually shows that the rise of Elon Musk was all a plan. There is some times in like history, right, where this has happened where a book kind of like foreshadows the future, right. but this is it's a little too um, too right on. Project Mars or the Mars Project, and then you have a guy named Elon in it. That's the leader of like the Martian government. That's so weird. Okay, so another week, another scary story. I went down another little rabbit hole. We just all need this at like 10 o'clock at night. So this is why you should never buy video games from random people. What? So there was this college student who just got his friend's old Nintendo 64 with a few games, but he wanted to go get some more. So what he did was he went to all the local garage sales around his town, and he went to this one where nobody was at, and this sketchy guy came out, and he said, hey, what are you looking for? And he said, oh, I'm just looking for some old video games. Do you have any? And in the box that he brought out, he found The Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. And this was a game that he really wanted. So he asked the guy, how much do you want for it? And the guy said, you could just take it for free. And the kid was like, okay. And then the guy said, okay, goodbye, Ben. And the kid was like really freaked out because he's like, my name's not Ben. I didn't even tell him my name. So the guy calls him Ben, but that's not even his name. Yeah, so he went home and started playing Zelda. And when he turned on the game, he noticed that there was already a saved file on it and it was titled Ben. So he thought it was just the old man's grandson or something. So he made a new profile called Link. And when he started playing the game, he started noticing things that were really weird. So the soundtrack of the game started playing backwards. And all the NPCs, when he would go talk to them, Sometimes they would call him Link, but then other times they would call him Ben. So the dialogue on the screen would say Ben? Yeah, and when he was playing the game, random clones of Link would appear and follow him throughout the game and just appear at random times and start screaming at him. And obviously this isn't supposed to be in the game, so he started to freak out a little bit. And now all the NPCs, when he would go talk to them, it would just be gibberish. All the dialogue would just be gibberish. You can't tell what they're saying. But what's even freakier is that this game actually belonged to a kid named Ben. And Ben always got bullied in school. Like, nobody really liked him. and Everybody thought he he was a really odd kid, but there was always one thing that Ben loved, and it was Legend of Zelda Majora's Mask. One day, Ben's bullies took him to a lake, and they drowned him and took the game from him. And apparently, Ben's best friend just stood there and watched, and he didn't know what to do. So the bullies just got away with killing him? Yeah, so what happened was the bully took the Majora's Mask game and started playing it on his Nintendo 64. And that same day, he was found dead playing the game in front of his TV. Then more and more cases started to happen like this, and Ben's best friend wanted to figure out what was going on. What was the one thing that all these victims had in common? And he found that they were all of Ben's bullies. Wait a second. So everyone that bullied Ben was caught dead playing this game. Yeah, then Ben's best friend got a hold of the game and he wanted to play it to see what would happen to him. And when he talked to one of the NPCs, it said, I forgive you for just watching me and not helping me from Ben. That's really, ugh. Yeah, so they're saying like Ben was like within the game and he was killing the victims through the game. Is there a movie based on this yet? No, but there's actually recording of what the game looked like. Shut when up. they're playing it. Shut up. Yeah. Wait, what? So you see like the link thing appear and you see like, all the, you hear the music playing backwards. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So you see like the link thing just appear out of nowhere. It happens so often. Like it keeps happening. What about the Ben thing? Like it says Ben? Yeah, it says Ben. Shut up. Yeah. Shut up. Yeah. Dude, and, what the? And then you see like you're fighting like a boss and nothing you do will beat the boss. Like it just keeps killing you. And then you see all the all the dialogue. It turns into gibberish. Gosh, dude. I didn't know there was footage. That's so weird. It's crazy, man. Okay, so moving on. This is a crazy story. A crazy it's a movie that really shows the idea of how greed and all these bad things can corrupt Ooh. people. Okay, I love movies that have, like, good messages. Do you know the disgusting prison that would deliver its food on a platform to all its prisoners? No. So the movie starts out with this guy named Goring, and he wakes up in this prison, and he notices that he's on level 48. And when he looks down this hole, he can see all the prisoners below him and then he could look up and all these prisoners are also above him and he has a cellmate named Trimagazi and he asks Trimagazi like dude why is there a hole in this prison cell like why do we have that and he tells him this is the way they feed us in this prison wait how do they feed them so every month all the prisoners get switched to a different level and basically what happens is, is there's this platform that comes down in the middle of like this hole and it has food on it but there's a set amount of food so it starts on level one and goes all the way down to level 200 so if you're on level 48, that means there's 48 levels above you that already ate most of the food. So you have hardly any. But then it has to go all the way down to 200. So basically the lower floors don't get to eat. Yeah, so when the platform comes to your level, you only have 10 minutes to eat the food. And then the platform starts going to the next level below you. So if you try to steal some food and like keep it in your pocket, 
the room knows that you stole some food and it's past the 10 minute mark. So the room will get super hot and start to try to burn you alive. So Goring tries to steal an apple. So he has to throw it back onto the platform because he starts burning up. So the next day, this woman comes down on the platform sitting on top of it. And her name is Meharu. Every month she kills her cellmate because she wants to get a new cellmate. And she's trying to find her daughter somewhere in the prison. So she keeps using the platform to try to find her. Wait a second, there's kids in there too? Yeah, but when Meharu's going down to the next level, all of a sudden these guys try to eat her. So she has to like fight them off and she ends up killing them. Oh my gosh. So Goring starts to get really used to this lifestyle. He starts to enjoy it. Like whenever the platform comes down, he just eats what he can. And he starts hanging out with Trimagor. Like they're having a good time, like sharing stories. And a month goes by, and they know this night is their last night in this level. So they're gonna get switched tomorrow. So they go to sleep and they say their last goodbyes. And then Goring wakes up in the morning and he notices he's tied up to his bed, like he's all shackled up. What? So Goring looks up and he notices he's on level 171 now, which means is he's like almost at the bottom. So there's gonna be hardly any food that gets down to him. This is where it gets crazy. Trimagazi tells him, like, I tied you up because I didn't want you to eat me. And Trimagazi tells him that I might need to eat you. Are you serious? Yeah, because Trimagazi's worried that since Goring is so young and a lot stronger than him, that he needs to tie him up because he might eat Trimagazi. So Trimagazi tells him, look, I'm going to give you eight days, but in eight days, if I don't get any food, I'm going to have to eat you. And sure enough, there's like hardly any food that comes down. So Trimagazi on the eighth day starts trying to cut Goring and tries to eat him. But just before he could like take too much flesh or whatever, the platform comes down and Miharu comes and saves Goring. Why did she save him? Because she actually needs him. And Goring gets up and he wants to fin finish off Trimagazi. So he's like, starts like whacking him with his knife and stuff. But he's so exhausted from that. He falls asleep. But when Goring wakes up he wakes up to a new cellmate in his like in his room because like he just killed his old one and it, her name is Imagori so she tells Goring that look there is no way out of this prison like we're stuck here don't try to get out we're just all gonna be here so when the platform comes down Imagori tries to get like some food and like put it on a plate for the people below her she's trying to ration out the food because she wants to make sure that everyone gets fed that's kind of nice yeah so she yells at all the prisoners below her like look guys like don't eat all the food just take the plate that I made you and let's ration out the food so everyone gets to eat but the prisoners like below her say like oh screw you like i'm gonna eat all this food and then goring tells him like look if you don't listen to her i'm gonna poop in all your food next time and like you guys aren't gonna eat any of it so then the prisoners like listen to her and like start rationing off the food i would probably listen to yeah so the next day the platform comes down but on the platform this time is miyaharu and she's like unconscious like flat on the table so imagori and goring try to help take off Mihari off the table and try to like help her because she's unconscious and Imagori reveals that she actually works for the prison and she tells everybody like look all the food that's made here is the best of the best like we try to make sure that the best food is made there's enough food on that platform for everyone to eat comfortably but since no one wants to share the food it gets ruined and no one has enough food to eat oh so it really does show how greedy people are yeah so time goes by so Gorgon now is going crazy because Miharu and Imagori are dead now so he's all alone and there's like no food because now he's at like a really low floor so since his old cellmate died he gets a new one Bahar basically Gorgon has an idea and he tells Bahar look we have a, I have a plan we're gonna fix this he tells him that we're gonna go on the platform and we're gonna go throughout the whole prison and make sure that everyone shares the food and we will fight if we have to so they're gonna fight the whole prison yeah so they make weapons and they start getting on top of the platform and they slowly go down and they start trying to like hand out food to everyone and make sure that everyone gets like the correct portion. But obviously there's some prisoners that don't want to cooperate right? and they have to fight. So they have to fight them off. And finally, they get all the way down to the bottom of the prison, saving one dish. But when they reach the bottom of the floor, they find this little girl and that is, ends up being Maharu's daughter that like, They've been looking for this whole time. No. Yeah, so sadly, the movie ends with Goring dying. But at the end, he's able to manage to get Maharu's daughter to be on top of the platform since she's on level zero. And then all of a sudden, just shoots her up to the surface. The idea is that she's going to be saved, but he's going to die. So he, like, sacrificed himself. Gosh, that's actually a really sad story. Yeah, and it shows you how, like, at the beginning of the movie, everyone's asked, like, what they want to eat. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. So everyone got what they wanted. They just didn't realize that they needed to just pick what they asked for oh. and just eat that one item. But since everyone gets so greedy and like had that scarcity mindset, yeah. when you're on that first level, right? When you get the food first, they just go like, oh my gosh, just eat crazy, like eat crazy amount. Wow. And that's what happens, right? They slowly, everyone keeps doing that. And you get to level, you know, 48, there's hardly anything left. Yeah. Wow, give me goosebumps. This next part of the podcast is called Whose Side Are You On? Where Leia comes on and talks about a real life story. And we have to figure out if she's right, if the writer's right, not if she's right, if the writer's right or if the writer's wrong. There's two sides to this, like most of these stories. So comment what you guys think and let us know your thoughts on it. And we'll see if we all agree or if we're just stupid and you guys think we're crazy. <laughs> all right, here comes Leia. Ooh, Leia. All right, Leia. Whose side are you on? So whose side are you on? Is the writer wrong or right? 
Am I wrong for bringing up my daughter's selfishness from years ago whenever she disappoints me today? No. I mean, <laughs> I just feel like that's something parents do. I don't know. <laughs> when my daughter was 11, she was on the volleyball team at her middle school. My wife and I went to her games, and at one of the games, maybe two, I don't remember, when her team came out to the gym floor, we clapped and cheered and called out her name, just like all the parents were doing. We also waved at her, but she proceeded to ignore us, and she did see us. She made eye contact yet quickly and looked away. Until then, she has never done anything like that before, and it really stung then, and it does now whenever I remember it. We called her out on it, said, you're not going to ignore us while the family that loves you is out there to support you. She straightened up and started waving back at the games. A few weeks later, her team drove in the school's bus on to an away game while I drove over one hour alone to watch her play. My wife had worked. No ignoring stuff this time, but after her team won and everyone's heading home, I asked her, hey, who do you want to drive back with? Right in front of her coach, she said with the team, I can understand she wanted to be with her friends after the game, but again, it stung. She chose to let her dad drive all the way back alone, knowing I had taken a long time to get there too. Even the coach said, you sure? Trying to play off this awkward, painful situation. And she obliviously said, yes, again. My daughter is 18 now, and she's a good kid. Don't get me wrong. But she has moments where she gets in moods and says something smart, and I correct her. Sometimes I will bring these two incidents whenever how she's acting in the present reminds me of the selfishness she displayed when she was 11. One day when I did so, she sighed and asked, why do you always have to bring up the past? What does that have to do with now? I said, it has to do with everything because the details are different, but your behavior is the same. You've made progress, but not enough to change from that girl who acted like you did all those years ago. My daughter says it's unfair to judge her from that time when she was young and apologized already, but I'm trying to have her grasp a different point. But maybe I'm wrong? Am I wrong? Whose side are you on? Jeez. I feel like... I feel like there's times where you can use like the past as like examples but not every time to like put down your child because like your child's gonna make mistakes and like hopefully they'll learn from them but i feel like i don't know i I just feel like you you shouldn't be defined by your past you know yeah like because people can change right yeah people can change but i also feel like it's good to recognize if someone keeps making the same mistake over and over again it could be like hey like you know this is something that's been ongoing right so how can we like figure out a way to mitigate this and stop this behavior like find a solution for it. right but i don't think it's good to keep like bringing up the past to be like look at you yeah look at this because like she was like 11 and now she's like 18 so like seven years have passed by that's extremely different like yeah a lot has changed yeah totally so i i think that the writer is wrong just because like within that time like your daughter has like matured and so like give her a chance you know, like you don't have to bring up when she was like eleven years old. Yeah, I yeah. mean, dude, eleven, really? Like, give her a break. Whose side do you want? Is the writer wrong or right? I regret leaving my wife for my girlfriend. I don't know if I have the right to ask her to take me back. Oh, Oof, man. this is gonna be a rough one. Oof. So my wife and I separated a year and a half ago. Before that, we were together for fifteen years. Fifteen happy years. We have two daughters together, fourteen and twelve. The last two years of our marriage, I thought that we had achieved all that we could achieve. Nothing changed, and we knew each other by heart. The pandemic years were really hard on me mentally, being stuck at home 24-7. I didn't know that at the time, I thought I was stagnating and out of love with my wife, and that being at home made me realize that instead of the truth, that I was depressed because of being home all the time with her. When I went back to the office after two years, I thought my change of humor to the positive was because I wasn't with her, instead of the fact that I could actually get out again. I met Anna, female 32, and she was one of the new people that we hired. Anna is free and happy, social and high-spirited. She took the office by storm. She was the opposite of my shy and calm wife. I remember when I first met my wife. I was the one who asked her out, and the first two years into our relationship, she confessed to me that she had liked me for at least a year before I asked her out. With Anna, she was honest and verbal about how she had a crush on me right away, like an open book. She proposed to me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that was fast. I told her that I was married, and she said that we only lived once, and that she just wanted to tell me how she felt no matter if I reciprocated or not. (laughs) I felt strongly for her. I confessed to my wife that I was out of love with her. She asked me if there was someone else, and I said yes. That was enough for her not to try to dissuade me. I knew that she was hurt and suffering in secret, and I never tried to console her because I didn't want her to know that I knew how much she was hurting. Her pride has always been her dearest possession. I moved out a week later to Anna. 
Oh my god. I thought that I was going to be over the moon now, but something that was missing, even when I felt happy. I thought that it was me missing my children in my home. My wife was my rock, even in separation. She made sure that the girls didn't refuse to see me. She kept my image whole and always spoke to them about how I loved them and how good of a father I was, but she never once lost her dignity. It was around Christmas when it hit me how much I really lost. Anna had surprised me with a trip to a warm destination because I was feeling down that this would be the first time I wouldn't celebrate with my daughters who chose their mother. The night before we took our trip, I dropped by my wife to leave my daughter's presents. My wife opened the door and she just looked so serene. I lost my balance on an ice path and she just said oops and ran towards me to help with the gifts. I caught a whiff of her smell and that was when it hit me. I did miss my children and my home and my stability, but most of all, I just missed my wife. I missed her warmth, her voice, her calmness, her wit, and most of all, her smell when I buried my face in her hair and neck on Saturdays when we could sleep in. Dude, this guy's deep. (laughs) (laughs) I knew that I never really stopped loving her. She wasn't the reason I went through a dark period. She was only the light that pushed me forward. I've always missed her. I've tried to explain it away because I have this new brilliant girlfriend who is so different who is teaching me how to be excited again. I wish I could just tell her how I feel, but I don't want to disturb her healing when she's come so far. I love her like I've never loved her before, but I don't deserve a moment more of her life after what I did. Would I be wrong to ask for her back? Whose side are you on? Uh, okay, bro, you're way too deep. You you just <laughs> <sighs> that was really long. But <laughs> for those who are still listening, uh, I think I think he should ask her. Yeah. Why not? I mean, think about it. Just, I mean, if that's what he wants, I guess. But maybe the relationship will be stronger. I, I mean, maybe. I, I don't know. Why do you feel like for the kids, like? Well, yeah, for the kids. But but they are basically co-parenting right now. But, like, he wants to, like, legit be in the relationship back with the wife. But it's like, dude, should have thought of that before you just went off and just been like, hey, I'm out of love with you. Here's a new exciting girl. <laughs> no, I know. I, I agree. Yeah. I just feel like it's kind of like a movie, you know? Like, yeah, it is. The guy realizes, like, he had the best. Yeah. I don't know. Darn. If he could reconnect to family, why not? But technically, he's already he's like co-parenting right now. Okay, so like, it sounds like you're you. Yeah, so I feel like I feel like he shouldn't. So you feel like he's in the wrong. Yeah, I mean, his wife is or his ex-wife is giving him a chance at like new love. So like, I mean, who knows? Like maybe somewhere along the way, like she'll find new love too, and one that's deserving. You know. I feel like he he should ask her. So you and I could disagree. Ooh. We'll disagree on this one. All right. For sure. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> All right. Whose side do you want? Is the writer wrong or right? My best friend's husband confessed that he's in love with me, and the feelings are mutual. <laughs> oh All right. There's an edit here at the very beginning. The point of this post is not to get validation from Reddit. <laughs> I just don't want to lose my friends, and I don't want their relationship to end. Despite how I feel towards this guy, I don't want to take him from her. I never foresaw or wanted any of this. Okay. okay. Thanks for letting <laughs> us know. It's honestly dreadful. I, 30 female, don't know how we got here. I slept over one night when the three of us returned from a day trip and my best friend, 31 female, fell asleep ahead of us. That's when he, 31 male, told me how he felt and I admitted I was in love with him too. <laughs> Although the three of us are very close, after five years of friendship, I did not see this coming at all. Somehow things changed over the past year. I guess we started spending more time together, and the way he treats me doesn't help, as he's awfully thoughtful, chivalrous, sweet, and gentleman-like towards me at every opportunity. I slowly realized my feelings toward him are more complex than after I knew I randomly broke down crying thinking about how fortunate I feel to have him in my life. We always hang out as a group. We do so much together, and I'm with them on every trip at every event. I'm with them multiple days a week and nights too, countless sleepovers because she, my best friend, always wants me to be around and I do love their company. Well, now it seems to have led to her husband and I growing to a point of affection and care that is no longer simply friendship. He has no intention of leaving her or anything like that, nor would I want him to. We just seem to have fallen into this deeper place with each other and I don't think there's any turning back. He's always on my mind and I can't seem to shake it. When the three of us are together, the tension is always there and it's undeniable. I feel like we're physically <laughs> fighting this urge to express how we feel, and it sucks horribly all around. 
He's also been making affectionate and loving comments more recently, expressing how happy he is that I'm in their lives, etc. But I know my best friend thinks it's innocent and platonic. I miss him desperately when whenever our group visits and trips end until the next time we all have plans together. It physically hurts. I'm starting to feel like a really bad friend. I don't know what to do. Distance myself from the most important people in my life? Confess and probably ruin every single friendship? I don't know what to do. Whose side are you on? Um, <laughs> you shouldn't be a homewrecker. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> okay. I mean, I- she already, she, they, they already expressed how they like love each other. And this poor, the poor wife has thinks no it's idea. like a platonic thing. And it's just like they're expressing how, you know. He's like, so no, thankful. I really love. Yeah. I like love, love. <laughs> I know. Come and on. And then the wife's like, oh, that's snap so out good. of it. It's so good. Good job. <laughs> um, the writer's wrong. Yeah. I mean, if you guys want to disagree with us, that's totally fine. But I just feel like. You totally like overstepped and disrespected like your best friend. Yeah. Too. I mean, like, why would you even put yourself in that situation? I can see though people are gonna say like, well, they finally maybe they like are just meant to be like, like they're soulmates. Yeah. Okay. Like yeah, but I don't know. I just I personally feel like I would never do that to a friend. Yeah. Yeah. And who knows? Like years later, whatever. Let's say they break up or something, and I've like distanced myself. Well, then that's your opportunity, right? <laughs> yeah, but not while they're in a right, in marriage, now you know. Married. <laughs> Well, let us know who you guys feel is right and who you guys feel is wrong. Thank you, Leia. Woo! Woo! All right, guys. If you made it this far of the podcast, thank you so much for watching and listening. If this video gets 2,000 likes, we're going to be giving away a hot toy. So make sure you hit the thumbs up button. The one with the thumbs up. That one? Yeah, that one. This one. Yeah, that one. This one. This one. This one. (laughs) Also, comment what you guys want us to talk about next week. As you guys saw throughout this video, we took you guys' suggestions from last week. And we're talking about it this week. Or we talked about it. Because it's the end. It's in the past now. It's in the past. Guys, also, Happy New Year. We love you guys so much. We'll see you guys tomorrow on TikTok, and we'll see you guys next Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. We'll see you on the TikTok. Also, comment if you would ever want to come on the podcast. Ooh. Let's just, I kind of want to get a feel for if anybody would want to. Yeah. We'll see you guys in 2023. God bless you guys. See ya. Love ya.